tired all the time do you know of somebody who is perpetually tired if the answer is yes then you must be fatigued so what exactly is fatigue fatigue as a definition is a condition that is characterized by lessened capacity for work and reduced efficiency to accomplish things and also feeling weariness and tiredness so that's that's normal right a lot of us feel that no in layman terms fatigue is being tired all the time and it is extremely different from what sleepiness or feeling sleepy is sleepiness goes off when a person sleeps well and wakes up in the morning but fatigue is something which doesn't leave you it leaves you tired even when you wake up from your sleep fatigue has several negative impacts on your quality of life in a person it starts affecting everything right from work day to day activities social life and even relationships so what are the symptoms physical mental or emotional which fatigue can cause the first and foremost symptom that fatigue causes is chronic tiredness or sleepiness there is headache dizziness your muscles might feel sore there is weakness in the muscles the reflexes or your responses will be slowed down the mood might your mood might get irritable there would be you will get moody there is impaired hand hand to eye coordination your appetite would be lesser there is reduced immune system function blurry vision short term memory problems poor concentration hallucinations reduced ability to pay attention to the situation and last but not the least low motivation that's a long list don't you think so so what are the reasons why fatigue happens is there just one reason no there are a lot of reasons why fatigue can happen and i'll come to the pointers the first one that i would want to talk about are the medical causes because of which fatigue can happen vitamin deficiency which is like extremely overlooked can cause extreme fatigue the world moves at a hectic pace these days and if you are one who feels really drained out or you feel that you're constantly running on an empty fuel you're not alone many people have are in a similar boat they don't have energy to accomplish anything at all just because they feel tired throughout the day sometimes the cause of fatigue is obvious like getting over a flu or falling short on sleep so it's something which we know all right we haven't slept when well, we might have fatigue the other day but there is a possibility that you're deficient in vitamins the first thing that you have to take into consideration is iron anemia anemia is something which occurs when there aren't enough blood enough red blood cells to meet your body's need for oxygen or when these cells don't carry enough of an important protein called hemoglobin fatigue is usually the first sign of anemia 
a blood test to measure the number of blood cells, the red blood cells, and the amount of hemoglobin can tell you whether you have anemia or not. The second vitamin, very, very important vitamin, is vitamin B12. Your body needs sufficient vitamin B12 in order to produce healthy red blood cells. It is all interlinked, if you see. So a deficiency in vitamin B12 can actually cause anemia. It becomes harder for the body to absorb vitamin B12 as you get older or if you have some illnesses like inflammatory bowel syndrome. That can impair the absorption of vitamin B12. When vitamin B12 deficiency is diet-related, oral supplements and dietary changes to increase the B12 intake usually does the trick. Otherwise, it has to be treated with injections of vitamin B12. The third very important yet very, very neglected vitamin is vitamin D. Trust me, simplest vitamin which you can get free of cost, but we don't get it. Most of us are deficient in vitamin D. A deficit of this vitamin can sap bone and muscle strength. This vitamin is unique in that your body can produce it when your skin is exposed to sunlight. But there aren't many natural food sources to it. So please make sure that go into the sun for some time. Don't apply sunscreen. And please go into the sun sometime in the morning to absorb sunlight. That vitamin D plays a very, very important role in decreasing the fatigue that you have. Now coming to the second disorder, medical disorder that can lead to fatigue is thyroid. Fatigue is a nearly universal symptom of hypothyroid. That is an underactive thyroid. So in, in hypothyroidism, the thyroid hormone production is lesser. And fatigue is a side effect of that. One noticeable sign that your thyroid levels aren't properly regulated may be bone numbing fatigue. It is terrible. There are people who just cannot get up from their bed and all they have to do is get their thyroid levels checked. Once the thyroid is under, the level of the thyroid is under control, fatigue just, you know, vanishes. Third, third very important thing is heart disease. Fatigue can be an important sign of a heart disease. Men tend to get classic symptoms of a heart attack. Think crushing chest pain and tightness, shortness of breath, everything that indicates towards a heart disease. But with women, on the other hand, women often experience more vague symptoms that are not that may not be associated with a heart attack. And these symptoms include fatigue and troubled sleep. In fact, in a study, women who had who had heart attacks. Unexplained fatigue occurred in some 70% of cases, making it one of the most common symptoms of a heart disease in a woman. It's easy to chalk up symptoms of fatigue to stress, but it is important not to ignore symptoms of unusual fatigue. The fourth condition, diabetes, the most prevalent lifestyle disorder. 
With diabetes, fatigue is caused due to a number of factors, including high blood sugar levels, either from lack of the insulin hormone or from insulin resistance. That can affect the body's ability to get glucose from the blood into the cells to meet our energy requirements. The fifth medical condition, which is mostly neglected, is endometriosis. Yes, majority of women with endometriosis have extreme fatigue. Fatigue, which is unexplainable. They cannot, they cannot, you know, explain it how bad it can be. But the main cause of endometriosis related fatigue is the body's effort to eliminate the diseased tissue. What patients feel to be fatigue is the result of these internal chemicals. Also, women with endometriosis have extremely heavy bleeding, leading to iron deficiency, again, which would lead to fatigue. Besides medical causes, there are other reasons why fatigue can happen, like lifestyle causes, for example, lack of sleep, too much of sleep, drugs, alcohol, sleep disturbances. You know, you have noisy neighbors and you cannot sleep. That is one of the reasons why you might have fatigue. Lack of exercise and very sedentary lifestyle, poor diet, low, low on energy, or, or quick fix foods, which give you instant energy, but suddenly dips down. So all these also make a person fatigued. Then we come to some individual factors, like personal illnesses, injuries, illnesses in the family, too many commitments, or financial problems can also lead to fatigue. The other reason for fatigue can be working in shifts. The human body is designed to sleep during the night. This pattern is set by a small part of the brain known as the circadian clock. A shift worker confuses their circadian clock by working when their body is programmed to be asleep. This leads to fatigue. Then, then we come to emotional concerns and stress. Fatigue is one of the most common symptoms of mental health problems, and it is directly related to stress. Depression. Depression will obviously, you know, it's characterized by severe prolonged feelings of sadness, dejection, hopelessness. So it automatically leads to a person not being refreshed. This leads to a person with depression going through a chronic fatigue. Same goes with anxiety and stress. A person who is chronically anxious or stressed keep their bodies in an overdrive. The constant flooding of adrenaline exhausts the body and fatigue sets in. Also, grief. Losing a loved one causes a wide range of emo emotions, including shock, guilt, depression, despair, and loneliness. So these are various reasons which I can broadly tell you cause fatigue. So now we know what causes fatigue. What do we do about it? So I'll come to six ways in which you can cope up with these with this fatigue. Let me tell a little about fatigue which happens due to endometriosis because I would want to primarily focus on endometriosis because I myself am an endometriosis warrior. The main cause of endometriosis-related fatigue in the body 
is to eliminate the disease tissue, as I just said. While the immune system attempts to combat endometriosis, cytokines, also known as inflammatory toxins, are secreted by the tissues. What the patient feels to be fatigued is a result of the internal chemicals. To assess the prevalence of endometriosis, fatigue in endometriosis, there was a study which was done. The researchers analyzed data from 560 women who were tested, you know, who were tested for endometriosis. Then they matched these patients with another 560 women who did not have endometriosis diagnosis. The investigators found that majority of women with endometriosis, more than 50% of them, experienced fatigue as compared to just 22.4% of women without the condition. So endometriosis was, however, associated with additional symptoms of insomnia, depression, pain, stress, all of, all of which could add on to the fatigue. So endometriosis and fatigue go hand in hand. So these cytokines and the body's attempt to heal can lead to an immune response and therefore chronic inflammation that can leave women with endometriosis feel drained. Similarly, blood loss due to heavy periods also cause fatigue in women with endometriosis. Some adjustments in lifestyle can manage fatigue in women with endometriosis and also otherwise. What are these factors? The first one is changing the diet. What you eat may also affect your energy levels. A diet that includes a solid source of protein like nuts, seeds, beans and fish may help you feel energetic throughout the day. You're also, you should also try to get 8 to 10 servings of fresh fruit and vegetable per day. Avoid processed food. So processed food contain a lot of added sugar. Sugar affects your hormones. You have probably heard of insulin. Insulin will increase after you eat something with high amount of sugar in it. Higher the levels of insulin are associated with lower levels of SHBG, which is a protein that binds to the sex hormones. This leads to excess estrogen and testosterone. This also means that people with endometriosis, this would increase your flare-ups. Third is taking supplements. So if you're lacking important nutrients like iron, your doctor may suggest you supplements to boost your levels. Speak to your doctor about the benefits and risks of supplements as well as any possible interactions with your medications or supplements that you're already taking. Although you should be able to get in a day's nutrient with healthy diet, a daily multivitamin can be very, very helpful. Women with endometriosis who are taking estrogen-lowering medication may benefit from taking calcium and vitamin D supplements to protect their bones. And vitamin D, as I already said, improves the symptoms of fatigue. Fourth, exercising. Low impact exercise may be the best bet. Activities like walking, swimming, dancing can help you, help you with your energy. So get up and dance. I mean, it really doesn't take efforts to just dance. Put on your best music, put on your favorite music and just sway around. 
Activities that involve running, jumping, on the other hand, is something which I would not recommend to people with endometriosis, with women with endometriosis, because it sometimes worsens the symptoms. So low impact exercises are something which you must do. Sleeping regularly is, again, very, very important. You must get anywhere from seven to nine hours of sleep each night. If you are missing the mark, it may really affect your daytime fatigue. Sixth and very important is getting support. Endometriosis can cause a person to feel emotionally and physically drained. Talking with friends or meeting people through social networks or online forums can prevent feeling of isolation and provide valuable tips and advices. Fatigue may be linked to endometriosis, though more research is needed. Women with endometriosis who feel fatigue should consult doctors to determine the underlying causes. Endometriosis is unique to each person and everyone has a different set of symptoms and circumstances. So it has to be it has to be, you know, a condition which is supposed to be given just to you, a, a solution just for you. It can it has to be customized. So now we come to food. So did you ever know that you can beat fatigue with food? Interesting, right? If we can, if I see, I would not uh, say that fatigue will completely go off with food if you have underlying causes. But in improving your diet, your if you add on some supplements and some lifestyle changes would surely bring about changes in the amount of fatigue that you feel. The moment we feel low in energy or we are tired, we turn to caffeinated drinks or energy bars to perk us up. Isn't it a regular scenario? A cup of coffee or an energy drink or a granula bar, granola bar or some sugary snack looks so appealing when we are tired. But do these choices help? Doctors and nutritionists believe that they might provide initial energy rise, but soon it dips and we end up being more tired than before. You need certain nutrients to feel healthy and energized. That's not because they are stimulants, but because your body uses them to produce energy at a cellular level. And that's what acts as a fuel rather than just speeding up artificially for a little while. When you get energy at a cellular level, the energy is sustained for a longer time and you will feel a little more energetic through the day. Some of these energy producing nutrients include vitamin B12. Vitamin B12 is a nutrient that helps the body's nerve and blood cells healthy and they help in making the DNA and genetic material in all the cells. As I already said, it also helps in preventing anemia. So what are the main sources of vitamin B12? The main sources are meat and dairy products. So many people get enough through their diet alone. But many vegetarians and vegans become deficient in vitamin B12 because they don't eat meat and dairy. So they need to keep a check on their vitamin B12 levels. And if needed, they should take a supplement. Similarly, 
vitamin D. As I said already, the sun is anyways a source of vitamin D, but you can find it in some types of fishes such as tuna and salmon and in fortified products such as milk, orange juice and breakfast cereals. Supplements are another way of getting enough vitamin D. But saying that, please keep your vitamin D you know, under check because it is oil soluble. So you don't want the toxicity to happen. The third is carnitine. This is a chemical similar to an amino acid that is produced in the body. This helps the body to turn fat into energy. L-carnitine helps the body to produce energy. It is important for the heart and brain to function, muscle movement, and many other body processes. It plays a very significant role in boosting our body's metabolism. It does this by improving the mitochondrial function and increasing cellular activities. So where exactly would you get this? Animal products like meat, fish, poultry, and milk are the best sources. In general, redder the meat, the higher the carnitine content. Dairy products also contain it, but in a very small fraction. The fourth supplement is CoQ10. Yes, it is an enzyme. People who have deficiency in CoQ10 levels often experience physical fatigue and muscle weakness, even while undertaking relatively non-strenuous physical activities such as walking. Coenzyme Q10 is an important vitamin-like substance required for the proper functioning of the body. It helps to provide energy to the cells. And the primary dietary sources of CoQ10 include oily fishes such as salmon and tuna, organ meats such as liver, and whole grains. Most individuals obtain sufficient amounts of CoQ10 from balanced diet, but supplementation may be useful in individuals with particular health conditions. People with chronic diseases such as heart failure, kidney or liver problems or diabetes should be wary of using this supplement because this may lower the sugar levels and blood pressure. Doses of more than 300 milligrams may affect the liver enzyme levels. The fifth one is creatine. As the name suggests, this is a natural this is naturally found in flesh and is acquired through, through diet rich in fish, meat and other animal products such as dairy. As creatinine is, creatine is important for all cell functions, our body also makes its own. It's a substance that's found naturally in muscle cells. It helps your muscle produce energy during heavy weightlifting or high intensity exercises. It's very common for bodybuilders to be taking creatine supplements. So creatine gives your muscles more energy and it leads to cell functions that increase muscle growth. So supplements are, you know, whey proteins and all that you will get, you know, uh, creatinine, creatinine. The sixth is iron. Iron helps to preserve many vital functions in the body, including general energy and focus, gastrointestinal processes, immune system, and regulation of the body temperature. The benefits of iron often go unnoticed until a person is not getting enough of it. 
iron from food comes in two forms heme and non heme heme is found in animal flesh like meat poultry and seafood non heme iron is found in plant plant food like whole grains nuts seeds legumes and leafy greens also check with your doctor about the over the counter supplements which are available the seventh is magnesium magnesium is needed for more than 300 reactions in the body that is like massive it helps to maintain normal nerve and muscle function supports healthy immune system keeps the heartbeat steady and helps bone remain strong it also helps to adjust blood glucose levels it aids in production of energy and protein in general rich sources of magnesium are available in the greens nuts seeds dry beans whole grains wheat germ wheat and oat bran the eighth eighth nutrient that we are talking about is potassium potassium is found naturally in many food as and as supplements its main role in the body is to help maintain normal levels of fluid inside our cells sodium its counterpart maintains normal fluid levels outside the cells potassium also helps muscles in contraction and supports normal blood pressure so many fruits and vegetables that we eat regularly has potassium a few examples are bananas oranges apricots cooked spinach raisins broccoli potatoes sweet potatoes mushrooms peas cucumbers leafy greens certain dairy products like milk yogurt some fish like tuna cod trout and beans a lot of beans actually like kidney beans soybeans lentils nuts brown rice so a lot of food that you eat has potassium so just make sure that you have enough of these when you look at fatigue fighters you also have to look at carbohydrates and proteins carbs which form sugary food food and grains give you quick energy but that doesn't last for a very long time proteins on the other hand are something which are better for endurance they are long lasting the best thing to do is to combine carbs with these nutrients combine it's it's actually a balance of all the nutrients so when you balance all the nutrients that ways you get an immediate boost but can also keep going for a long kind of an endurance training and if you combine carbs a little carbs and a lot of uh, and proteins it will last you for a complete day without you being tired throughout the day so what how do you go about it try to have a lot include a lot of unprocessed food when you're eating while a cheeseburger and fries might be very comforting while while you're eating it its nutritional value is low processed foods such as some packed or canned foods candies box boxed meals or precooked meals for that matter have a lot of additives preservatives sodiums trans fats which are not very healthy so unprocessed food is something which will keep you in a better shape for a longer time proteins protein is found throughout the body in the muscle bone skin hair and virtually every part of your body 
it makes up the enzyme that powers many chemical reactions and the hemoglobin that carries oxygen in your blood at least 10000 different proteins make up what you are and keep the way you are it is extremely essential for the growth and repair of the body and also for maintenance of good health protein also provides energy meat fish eggs dairy are all good sources of protein different foods contain different mixes of other energy producing nutrients though i mean you will have certain other nutrients also but as a as a fact protein is in a higher proportion if your diet doesn't include a lot of meat or other animal pr proteins you may need to increase your intake of plant based protein in order to avoid fatigue sources of protein that don't come from animals include nuts seeds and beans they're especially important for vegetarians and vegans as people who are on these diets have a limited or they have they don't have meat so the amount of protein they that they have to get from their plant sources has to be increased the third is fruits fruits can be excellent source of vitamins and minerals including those that help your body to produce energy fresh and whole fruit is best since it can lose vital nutrients as it gets older or as it's dried some good choices when it comes to fatigue fighting fruits include apples bananas i'll tell you what it contains apple contains coq10 and magnesium bananas contains magnesium and potassium blueberries magnesium and potassium dates potassium lemons magnesium and potassium oranges coq10 magnesium potassium raisins iron magnesium potassium strawberry coq10 magnesium potassium so the nature has given us something which is so full of all the ingredients required for us to make that energy within us for us to fight fatigue we just have to use them we just have to know how to use them and where to use the fourth food to include is whole grains and complex carbs just like processed foods refined carbs like sugar and white flour add little nutrition choosing whole grain foods and complex carbohydrates ensures that your body gets full benefits from the grain and also it adds fibers to your fiber to your diet the fifth one is oats a big bowl of oats packs a punch of filling fiber and even little protein plus it is good with good for people who experience blood sugar spikes and drops with other processed breakfast cereals choosing plain version of instant packets of oatmeal steel cut oats or old fashioned oats is the best as they aren't filled with extra sugar sixth and the last thing that i'm going to talk about in food segment is chia seeds chia seeds may be an excellent source of prolonged energy thanks to the carb content healthy fats and filling fiber 2 tablespoons of chia seeds provides about 24 grams of carbs and a whopping 4800 grams of omega 3 which are extremely heart healthy and anti inflammatory this is really going to help you so you must try to include chia seeds in your diet every day
we have discussed about what is it that we should eat but there are some food and drink which we should avoid for example foods that are high in sugar can temporarily boost energy but it will suddenly dip feeling making you feel more fatigued examples of food which can increase fatigue through the day are sugary foods including syrup and honey white bread baked goods high caffeine drinks and heavily processed food like potato chips these are for now the things that came to my mind and i thought would help you in understanding what food is all about if these tips and tricks don't help you don't hesitate to contact your doctor you may be having an underlying medical condition that is contributing to your fatigue otherwise if you don't have any underlying condition just be patient and try endometriosis is unique to each person and everyone has a different set of symptoms so try diet exercise lifestyle changes let them sink in for at least 6 weeks and continue to tweak things until you find a balance you need to find your balance every body is different one thing which might work for you may not be something similar to what might work for you but you need to find what works for you the best you can do more than you realize a lot more do let me know in case you want me to talk about something else in particular if you have any queries any questions feel free to drop me a question in my comment section i would be very very happy to answer the answer your questions till then have a lovely week ahead and i will come back next week with something more interesting take care and bye bye